Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, how are you? Oh, man, blessed, blessed. <laughs> uh, you know what, Brian? I have no doubt a lot of people will be blessed tonight after they hear this uh, mighty woman of God. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. I've been trying to get her on the show now for, oh boy, I think it probably we've probably been talking for about a month now, I, I, I want to say. <laughs> and we finally have a chance to have her on the, on the call. But you know what, though, Brian? I had the opportunity, a wonderful, it was a blessing, actually. I had the opportunity to listen to her CD. Mm-hmm. I think every young person out there needs to hear it. Not all, I, I, I put an emphasis on young people because what it do, this, this CD that she's got out now, it will help someone put their goals in perspective. And, you know, they'll be able to organize their thoughts. They'll be able to uh, push through, through trials and tribulations through those times. And I just love it. I just love the CD. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it, Brian. I have it, but I'm. But now it makes me want to get in, get it. <laughs> you know, you know what? Brian. Guess what the title of it is? I know what it is. The testimony. That's the title of her CD. The testimony. Mm-hmm. Wow. But you know what? A lot of people are afraid to really talk about the testimony. Right, right. And the things that she said, I'm telling you, were free. It will definitely set a lot of people free. Uh, it, on the CD, she was speaking at a college. And Brian, I'm telling you, the, the the girls that were standing up and they were talking, they were crying. They were actually crying because she touched them just that, just, I mean, it was deep. It was deep. It was really deep. And if, for those that are listening, if you haven't had the opportunity to hear her, please get in contact with her. You need her to come to your place to speak. Brian, I think, I think you've heard her speak before, haven't you? Actually, yes. She spoke at a youth, what was it? I can't remember. It was, um, I was working with a local organization called MACA, mm-hmm. and she spoke at our, oh, I'm going to remember in a second. It was the, okay, well, anyways, it was a youth rally, <laughs> Teen Summit, that's what it was. It was a Teen Summit, it was, I think it was back in October of mm-hmm. 06, mm-hmm. and uh, she came by and she gave some, I mean, some great words, and you know, and she talked about, you know, purity, and you know, the fact and, you know, a lot of stuff that we talk about, Greg, you mm-hmm. know, as far as making healthy choices and making the right choices. Yeah. And, and she also talked about the consequences of making the wrong choice. Mm. You know, and, and she was very inspirational, you know, to me because, you know, that you know that's my thing. I, I love working with kids and I love talking to kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just instantly connected with what she was saying. Mm. You know what, Brian? She has to be doing something right for Oprah to have on her show. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oprah don't. Oprah don't. You know, she don't just have anybody on her show. You know, <laughs> she has to have somebody with, you know, with credibility and integrity. You know, you don't, you don't go second rate. You know, when, when you're dealing with Oprah. <laughs> but you know what, Brian? Since she's been on the Oprah show, I think, I think we're gonna learn something from her, and maybe you and I will be on Oprah show. What do you think? Hey, you know, whatever works. You know. <laughs> I mean, but I hope God ain't through it as yet. So <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. But you know what I got from her CD? I was so impressed with it that I called her. She didn't know me. Uh, a friend of hers gave me the CD and said, I, "You need to listen to this." 
And when I heard it, I said, I have to contact her. And that's what I did. I, I just called her out of the blue. I emailed her. And she was such a sweetheart. She called me back. Well, and I told her, I said, you know what? We have to get you on this show. We have to get you on this show because I know that there's something that you can say that is that will just blow the mind of some people that are out there that need to hear what you you know the things that you've gone through in your life and and for the young girls that are out there purity yeah. is so important but you know what if you messed around or messed up a little bit it's okay you can get back on track you can get right. back up again it's not the it's not the end of the world, and you shouldn't hold the things that you've done in your past. You shouldn't bring that into your future because you can't. And that's a lot. You know, a lot of times, Brian, when people try to do that, that's where they become stagnant. They can't move forward. Right. That's right. So, Brian, she she's all yours. You know, I can hear her in the background. She's agreeing with you, so it sounds like she's ready to be introduced. <laughs> With us tonight on the Abundant Solutions Hour is Lee Felicia Williams. And Mr. Williams is a certified life empowerment coach, motivational speaker, and radio show host. And she's been featured on the Oprah Winfrey XM radio show when she shared about overcoming life's challenges. She's the featured cosmetic com- columnist for Onyx magazine. I'm just fumbling over my words. Miss Felicia, are you there? <laughs> yes, I am. I am. Thank you all so much for showing so much love and Southern hospitality. I tell you, y'all y'all really know how to roll out the red carpet for a Southern girl. <laughs> but it's the truth. We're just speaking the truth, though. Oh, well, We're praise the, the Lord, first off. Thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, God is so good. And I, I just I love how he just deposits people into my life and just out of the blue, you know, whispers in somebody somebody's ear to, to to share a word of kindness, and then next thing you know, opportunities like this happen, and um, I'm just really blessed and thrilled by it, and I, I really appreciate it, guys. Trust me, you're blessing all of us. Trust me, you you definitely are. And you know what? The things that you went through in your life, all the nights of crying, all those tears, oh my goodness, all of that stuff is for a purpose. That's right. It's for it's for a big purpose and it has nothing to do with you. It has something to do or all to do with those out there that are listening, that are going through, that need to uh need that helping hand to pull them through what they're going through right now. That's right. That's yeah. right. You know, there's a verse in Psalms that talks about how the Lord captures every one of your tears in a jar. Yes. And there's another version where he writes it down in a scroll as in a notebook. Mm-hmm. And that is just amazing to me. It just shows the amazing depth of our God because your boyfriend can't capture your tears in a jar. He might wipe them for you, you know, but he can't capture them, each one of them, each one of them. Your mom can't do that. Even mamas that love us dearly, love us like nobody else can, you know, only the Lord can do that. And so, yes, you're right. Those tears will not cry out in vain. And I praise the Lord each and every time I get a chance to connect because that's what it really is about, you know, connection with people. And it's amazing. It's amazing when that happens. And you know what, um, I, I want to say this, God will order your steps, mm-hmm. and that's the title of the topic tonight is My Steps. The thing that Lee Felicia has gone through in her life, those are her steps. That's right. You know, so many people say, I want to be like Oprah. Mm-hmm. Well, that means you're going to have to endure all the things that Oprah endured yes. to get where she is, and to be who she is. Right. So nobody can take the steps for Lee Felicia, but you. 
That's right. Because you're the best you that you can be. Nobody else can tell you who you are. Nobody else can be who you are. That's right. So with that being said, what would you say to someone that's struggling, that's suffering, that's going through, and they feel like the things that I've done in my past, you know what, I can't overcome that. I'm, I am stuck right now, and God is not moving fast enough for me. Right. What would you say to them? You know, I would just encourage them to draw closer to the Lord. And it talks in James 4, 8 about drawing closer to the Lord. And and that is something that is so simple, yet we can make it so complex. You know, when you draw closer to a, a person, you call them. You want to be in their presence. You may write them. You know, it's, it's the um, Internet age now, and, you know, technology is everywhere. So we're texting. We're IMing. We're instant messaging. We're sending Microsoft Outlook emails or whatever. But, you know, that's what we do when we want to be in touch, when we want to connect with people. So it's very, very same way with God. You know, we need to draw closer to him. That means prayer. That means our thoughts. That means our words. That means our time. That means our energy, the way we invest our ourselves, our value. You know, it's very valuable and amazing when you step into that realm and you say, you know what, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what to do next. I have no idea. I have no clue. You know, that has been when I receive my breakthroughs, when I just get so completely honest with the Lord and just cry out and let him know, I just have no idea how in the world I can do this or that or any of you know, things in my past where I, I was overcoming a lot. Um, when I talked with Oprah, I talked to her a lot about my experience of working in a hospital and being a patient advocate and seeing so many people so ill and then having to, knowing that I was doing the work and then going back to a boss that was so degrading and so just overwhelming to my spirit. And I knew I was doing a great job um, going and doing my doing the work. You know, I knew I was crossing every T and dotting every I, and I was facing such adversity. And so it was just through that experience, through those steps that I learned how to draw closer to the Lord in that because it's through those storms and through those those trials when we really get to, of course, give God all the glory because we know we couldn't get ourselves through it. And so that is, that's what I would say, cry out and draw closer to the Lord and, and just, just be transparent. Be transparent, and he will... Bless you. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have with us tonight Miss Lee Felicia Williams, a certified life empowerment coach. Miss Williams, you know, it's funny you talked about being transparent because nowadays, you know, children can see right through you. And I'm, I only talk about mm-hmm. children because that's, that's really what my focus is. Mm-hmm. You know, I usually um, I talk with a lot of different kids and a lot of different, you know, stages of their life and, what I've noticed is that all of them seem to connect with people who are open and transparent with them. Yes. You know, in your experience, I see here that uh, you created your own organization called Free, and it's right. focused, ready, esteemed, and established. And right. you serve as a life-changing experience for your for young girls ages mm-hmm. 12 to 16. Mm-hmm. Do you find that being transparent and open with them about your past helps you to connect with them better? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, like you said, it. young people, they can see right through. They, they don't want to see the fluff. They don't want to hear the layers upon layers of, of complete and perfect verbiage. And No, they just cut to the chase, you know, and that is what they can use to, to put, make some sense of what they're going through because they're growing and developing. And so they need something very simple and basic. And, yes, I have had a wonderful experience of working with a variety of young women and helping them, and it, it's, a, it's an honor and a joy to, to even be able to, to connect with them, you know, because a lot of young people are clothed off and, you know, they, they don't know you, they don't know what you're about, you know, but, um, but yes, yes, being very simple and basic has definitely been um, a wonderful avenue just to help them and empower them. Miss Felicia, when you read the, the the newspaper and you watch television, it just seems like our youth now, So I mean, so many of our youth are talking about suicide. Mm-hmm. What in the world is going on? You know what? It, it makes me think that, you know, what you said before when you cry out to God, some people call it they need to empty out. They're emptying everything out to him. They're, they're just they're not holding anything back. They're just pouring it out to him. But they feel like they're not getting any response back. Right. And, and they feel that the best way to stop the pain is to take their life. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst thing, you know, in my opinion, that a young child or a young person or anybody, anybody can do. Um, suicide is not the answer. And I can honestly see why someone would think that, because I'm human too, and we go through times. You know, you go through trials, and you can honestly, you know, see why people can say, I just want to check out. I just don't want to come back, you know. But I have recently been growing a lot stronger in my Christian walk. And I I have seen God be a healer and be a redeemer and be a deliverer. He has eternal life, eternal life, you know what I mean? And that means to me, no matter what goes on, it is going to be tough. And I have had days where I'm like, you know, this is the day that Mama says, you know, there will be days like this, you know. But then right around the the brink of, you know, the, the next couple of days I get an awesome opportunity to go work with young people or somebody asks about my CD, the testimony, oh, Felicia, what inspired you to do that? How did that come about? And I feel invigorated. But, you know, we have to cry out to the Lord in all seasons, especially when we're going through it. Praise him anyway because he knew that those days were going to come. That's when the true test of <laughs> your faith walk, you know, kicks in, when you can praise him anyhow, you know, and when you ain't got no money <laughs> yeah, yeah. and there ain't no food in the, <laughs> in the refrigerator or whatever, you know, that's how you really know what you're made of, you know, and this this walk is not easy, but I tell you, loving and serving the Lord, I count it all joy. Mm-hmm. I count it all joy. Wow, wow. You know, I want to ask you, uh, uh, and this is going to be a little deep. Yeah, but, let's go deep. <laughs> but, you know, there are some people out there that are really struggling right. with, you know, with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I see that, I try to find something that I can have them focus on. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and have them connect with. Like, for example, at my church, I started this thing, and you're going to laugh when you hear this, but I started this thing where um, I think it was the pastor's son, and he had uh, a, ba- a basket of strawberries. And so I told him, I said, those are my strawberries. And so now every time he, every time he sees me, he says, I still have your strawberries. But this thing has now grown to where all the little kids in the church say, I have your strawberries. Ooh. You know, what do you use to connect to children? I mean, to connect to people. Because mm-hmm. there has to be something that you have to find a common ground on to connect with them. You know, because there's some people out there that they just won't connect with your spirit That's unless right. your spirit is genuine, unless your spirit is open and available. So right. what do you use? You know, I think it's, it's a little-known fact <laughs> that there's a child in everybody, right? And that's the way I look at it. I, I look at grown people, even the thuggest, you know, most hood type of individual or the most, you know, executive type of female, you know, that is climbing the corporate ladder and whatever. There's a child in everybody. And I really just... I believe that one of my gifts is to connect with the child and everybody. And so when I meet people, I want to know what their favorite color is. I want to know what kind of stuff they like to do when nobody's watching, when they're just relaxing or when they're just getting away to to rejuvenate their mind. Is it, you know, are they reading? What kind of book are they reading? What do they like to do? Who are they? But, you know, a verse that really encourages me, and I find that it encourages a lot of people as well, it's Philippians 4.13. And that verse says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And, you know, the Renaissance woman is my tagline, and that is where that was inspired from because the Lord said we can do all things, not some things, not a small portion, but absolutely all things through Christ. And I know a nation of people that want to be empowered because nobody fits in a box. People like to do a lot of different things. As you can see in this this world that we live in, people have flashes in their names, author, speaker, writer, life coach, author, makeup artist, whatever you, you know. People are multifaceted. And so I love to see the different layers of people and to just connect with the child in them. People really just want to talk about themselves. (laughs) I mean, people are, you know, people have egos. It's true. Whatever, it's the flesh or whatever. But people like to just know that somebody's interested and that they care. And I don't mind being that person. You know, you talked about cosmetology. Do you find that people seem to wear masks? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's the it's the aesthetic, you know, the the beauty realm that we're in. You know, beauty is huge. You know, for for um, this generation and facade and all of that. And I do. I believe that people do wear masks. And honestly, I can tell you something. You know what? This is an exclusive. I had the awesome opportunity to hear. Uh, Pastor Donnie McClurkin live here um, um, in Valdosta, Georgia. That's where I'm at right now. Um, the other evening, and he, oh my gosh, anointed man of God, yeah. wears no mask, no mask. Truth, man is sharp as a knife, cuts deep. He is truth, and he is amazing, amazing. And the message that he preached came out of Psalms, and it was really just about praising the Lord, but. It was just so, 
it was so refreshing to be in the midst of someone that was preaching from his spirit and his soul, saying all kinds of, of, of truth, truth, you know. And it encouraged me, Lee Felicia, be real. If there's a conversation going on and you don't want to be a part of it and it interrupts what God is all about and it's downgrading or gossip, you leave the room. If it, whatever, if there's a client that asks you to do something that is compromising, you don't do it. Be real. And Donna McClurkland really, really encouraged me in that way to live out what the word says consistently. When we do that, there's no mask. There's no room for a mask. There's only room for truth and real, real. That's what is going to help save our youth. That's what's going to empower a nation back to purity and excellence and innocence and grace, being real. Hmm. That's what's going to do it. I have to be honest. I'm going to say this. You know, in my and what I'm about to say is dealing with my dreams. You know, we all have dreams. And Brian and I, we are working on our dreams right now. We're living our dreams right now. Yes. But, you know, I also have dreams above the dreams that I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Since we started this journey together, Brian and I, mm-hmm. I have been taking hit after hit after hit. And I know all the hits are designed to make me stop. Yeah. But sometimes I get weak and I struggle with holding on to my dreams. Now, I hold on with everything that I have. Sometimes I'm holding on with just one hand and I'm so tired. But I continue to struggle and hold on and hold on. And no matter what, I'm not turning back. Mm-hmm. But there are some people out there that's probably weaker than I am that will probably just let go. Yeah. You know, have you ever been at that point where you said, you know what? Everything that I've ever dreamed of being, everything I've ever dreamed of having, Lord, is not worth it. I just want to just throw the towel in. <laughs> and you know, it's funny you ask that. You know, have you been reading my mail? <laughs> because um, I, I've been having some days like that lately. Um, I have, and and you know, being real, you know, it it it's hard mm-hmm. trying to find the funding, you know, um, to do to do this, and mm-hmm. meaning the travel, meaning the gas, meaning, you know, all that it takes to travel, to go and to, to minister and to help and to encourage, you know, um, I, I am in need of sponsors. I, I am prayerfully in need of sponsors, and I've been working on that process, mm-hmm. and it it does get wearisome. You know, I grow weary. I yeah. get tired, you know. Um, come across people that are not showing love, that are not speaking love, but that are instead asking questions like, I saw you had an event the other day, I was there, you did a great job, but how many CDs did you sell? You know, trying to figure up math and how much I made, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you you just like sit there and you scratch your head and you're like, okay, wow. Did you really get, did you really hear anything that, were, you know, that, that was said, you know? Yeah. So, um yeah, definitely. But that's when I'm encouraged to to realize, guys, and then anybody listening, you know, when I said I wanted to speak to Oprah, I had been saying that years ago, you know, as a young child, coming home from school every day around four, 
Oprah's on, watching out of my grandmother's living room, and hearing this beautiful black woman have a conversation with people and be transparent. I've always wanted to talk to her. So when that happened, like, that was huge. Like, mm-hmm. after I got off the phone call, I took a picture of myself as I was, you know, it was a moment for, that God blessed me with. And so that shows me as audacious and crazy, as some would say, to even fathom wanting to speak to her. I always said I wanted to speak to her. And I know now I was speaking it into existence. And um, God is just that cool that he'll just deliver it like that. You know, things just happen. And so when I get those days, I have to remember, okay, look, you know, this isn't about Lee Felicia. You know, this is about somebody's life being saved. This is about that young girl that thinks that she's a zero and that she's nothing and knowing that I could be a part of helping her, you know, and encouraging her with my life, Mm -hmm. with my dash that's between when I was born and when I'll pass knowing that that is doing something to empower and to encourage. And I'm learning, too, just to walk in today. Just walk in today. Just live out today. And if if funding isn't there, just go as far as I can go and bless somebody with what I have. If it's just a kind word, if it's just, you know, a a Bible verse, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, do what you can with what you have. um, Because God hasn't asked me to go you know, do anything right now that's just going to create so much, you know, havoc for me financially. He's just asking me to spread the gospel. How expensive is that, you know? Yeah. So when I start to get real with myself, I, I, you know, and I call my mom, of course, and talk to her, and she helps me to feel better. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's so much bigger. Um, this isn't about me. I, I can't even let myself get caught up in the mix. I, I would have shut this down a long time ago if it was like that, you know. Yeah. You know, I have a question. Actually, I, I want to read something that you said. Okay. It says, if we don't start making it our responsibility to look over our shoulders and help the young ones rise to their maximum potential, we are encouraging mediocrity instead of showing love. Mm-hmm. Now, after, with reading that statement, my question is, what do you think our responsibility is to our young people? Wow, that's a really good question. I really feel like our responsibility to young people is to empower them and to Provide a foundation where they can propel and succeed. Provide a foundation for that. If that means mentoring, if that means sitting down with your cousin or your nephew and going over basic finances with them. Yeah, they may be five or six, but just doing the basics of basic math or or breaking it down for them so they can understand if I have, you know, X amount of dollars and I want this toy, how much is it going to cost? And how, where does money come from? Showing them the value of money, showing them the value of work, the basics, the mm-hmm. basics, taking that time to provide a teachable moment to a, a young person that's under your umbrella. Right. And if there's none there, volunteering, you know, mentoring in the church, or being, being 
responsible, signing up for it, you know, not saying, well, it's not my business or it's not my, you know, but then being the first one to criticize every time you see, you know, whatever that you think is um, youth being out of control or wild, you know. Really and truly, young people are really not that scary, and people act like they're just so scary and so, you know, wild and crazy, but they just don't know, and they become adults that just don't know until they say, I'm going to learn, I'm going to teach myself, you know. So helping to to work through that process and, and that cycle, stopping the cycle, I mean, you know, just using our common sense when we see a young person doing something that's going to end up have them end up somewhere, you know, and not giving up on the ones that have gotten caught up, that may be matriculating through the system, that might be in foster care or, or, or they may be acting out. You know, just even taking the time to pray for them, you know, yeah. showing them some love, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to make this statement, and I want you to tell me, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Okay. We have to seize the moment. Yes. We have to seize the moment. Like, that's absolutely true. I mean, nothing is promised to us. And people live like they got, like, the next 10 years, seriously, like it's a guarantee. Yes. So I dream big dreams, and I don't make an excuse for it. And people don't like it, then fine. You know, my thing is if people have a problem with, my life and what I'm doing, they can talk to the Lord about that because he's the one that made me. Take it up with my maker. But I'm here to do uh, awesome work. I want to change lives. I I do. I try not. I try to forget about it sometimes, but it's such a heavy burden on my heart that I know that that God is going to provide means for that to happen. And I can't do that sitting around being depressed or worrying or whatnot. I have to go and be in action and, and go out, go forth. You know, every day is exciting. Yes, is. So, yes, oh, definitely. You have to seize the moment. You said something that sparked something in me. You know what? So many times I've tried to lay my dreams down. So many times I've tried to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. But it's something that continues to pull at you. Yes. And it just won't let you walk away. That's right. Sometimes you have to cry and say, Lord, why did you give me this dream? Why did you allow me to dream so big? Yeah. You know, it just seems like I'm set up time and time again for failure. Mm-hmm. But I know you're able. So mm-hmm. I have to hold on. I've seen you do it for others, and I know you'll do it for me. That's right. That's right. And and there's a, a wonderful author by the name of Lisa Turkhurst who is also an amazing speaker, and she says that God, he puts that in you. He pours that in you because he knows that you'll say yes. So it's like we wonder, oh, my goodness, where did this idea come from? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody's ever came up with that. Well, it's for you. It's yours. Mm -hmm. Go do it. (laughs) What else is there to think about, you know? Go. So, yeah, definitely. Yes. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have with us Lee Felicia Williams, a certified life empowerment coach, motivational speaker, and a mighty woman of God. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Yes. You know, I have another question. Sure. Why do you think there are so many people 
that speak negative about children. You know what? I found that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that will say things about children that are just crazy. I mean, it it throws me because they'll say, that child ain't no good. He's staying mm-hmm. from all year. He's just a bad kid. Mm-hmm. She's just fast, and she going to be a, you know, mm-hmm. little fast thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you think so many people speak death into the into our children? Um, I think that we got a lot of people that are ignorant, and that what I mean by that is I'll break it down and go a step further, that are... They they literally hate themselves, and I think that people, and I, I believe that it was um, Malcolm X that, that that stated something very parallel to this statement, that people literally are not happy with what they see, and they're caught up in the cycle of the of whatever their life is, and nothing is more creative to them, which is really it's sad to me. To people to get together and to downgrade anybody, especially a young person, you know. But anybody is 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 really just not it's not cool, you know, to speak mm-hmm. death over anybody of any age. So, um, I really believe that people are um, the people that are negative like that and that have no problem saying those kind of things are really really hurting inside, and one never identified who they are what they want to do in their life, what they want to do with their time, just negative, just full of fear, negative, and just, just angry and just, you know, a bunch of bunch of problematic things all in one. And that's all they do is sit around and talk negative about, about people. And a lot of times, too, you know, people um, are really interesting, I tell you, they really are, because I don't think people realize sometimes the words, the words that come out of their mouth, and they really just don't. You know, they've come so ingrained into this cycle of just being negative. Have you ever been around people that just say stuff? And you're like, okay, whoa, where'd that come from? You know, like, um, it definitely tells you what's going on in their thought life, you know, when people do the things that they say. Mm-hmm. So those are toxic people, and I really try my best not to be around them. I really, really try not to because it, it, is, it can be contagious if you're not careful, you know. Yes, you know what, too, Lee? It's not always other people. Sometimes it's from family members. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that experience? You know, I I have, and I I think that seriously it goes back to that too. That you know, there are people, even family, it's, it's not exempt that may see you doing things. And um, I've been very blessed, you know, to have a wonderful family and a wonderful support system. And you know, every now and then, you know, a comment may be saying. Somebody may say something here or there, but you know I have to. We have to realize too that you know we have to step outside of the picture and kind of look above the, our family structure and um, just the way that that things are, and you know look at family members' lives and maybe they didn't have an opportunity to to pursue their dreams, or they may think that they are too old now, or they may think that they are too you know, whatever, to never get whatever it is they want to do. So I think that any time people say things that are negative or that are um, uh, counterproductive, it's because there's something in them that feels like I just don't uh, measure up or I'm just uncomfortable, you know, admitting that I wanted to do this or maybe I wanted to be an actor or maybe I wanted to, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are just embarrassed a little bit to say what they really wanted to do, you know. 
Um, So that's something that I enjoy doing when I life coach clients. I really enjoy working with people of a variety of ages and backgrounds because life empowerment, it's, it's about empowering people, helping them through the Word of God to know who they are in Christ because when we take ourselves out of it and we go to that Word, we find out who we are, we know our character, we know our whole biological, you know, structure through what God has said. And so then we don't have to worry about, well, am I low, do I have low self-esteem, or am I not so smart, or am I kind of twisted, or, no, you know, God's word tells you who you are, and um, it's beautiful. You know, do you think that most people have a disconnect with themselves because they haven't connected with God? Yeah, I I do. I think that, that people are struggling seriously, to find themselves. And that's why I decided to, to get to to get the um, life coaching in Christian life coaching specifically because I, I just don't believe that there's any way, in my personal opinion, to be empowered other than through Christ. I mean, to know who you are. I mean, really. Um, we can read all the self-help that we, you know, we can stand. Um, we can listen to all the self-help tapes. But I can't help myself. Christ helps me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that is so exciting to me because I love to see other people when the light bulb goes off and they say, you know what, I've been trying to deal with my stuff all these years. I can't deal with my stuff. You know, and, and when the Holy Spirit comes into their heart and they accept the Lord, it's amazing. So, yeah, it, it, it's an inner battle. And also we have a lot of business people and executives that are dealing with that inner struggle of being this hardcore dog-eat-dog, I'm climbing that ladder, you know, but they really are, they, their heart loves the Lord. So it's an inner struggle, and it tears them down because they are so torn in between being this corporate monster <laughs> and this, this Christian, you know. It, it's a disconnect that takes place. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are dealing with that. You know, Felicia, the let's talk about the testimony, the CD. Yes, please, yes. <laughs> what sparked this? I know you had to be ready to do this. I know this wasn't something that you just said, okay, I'll just give my testimony. You you have to, you, I know you had to have your mind right, and I know that you had to hear from God before you put it out there. Well, you know, let me tell you all about that. It's a really exciting, exciting testimony in itself of how that came about. Um, there is a lady by the name of Nancy Alcorn who founded Mercy Ministries. And I was crowned homecoming queen <laughs> at uh, Valdosta State University in um, 2003. And so January of 2003, I, you know, had been crowned and I was so excited. And um, not not that actual yeah, not that actual month, but but anyway, it was in January, and um, I, I was having the rain, so I was the reigning queen, and I remember seeing a magazine in Brooks a Million with this woman on the cover, and she basically, like I said, founded Mercy Ministries, which is a home for women. So at that time, it was amazing to to read the article about her and what she was doing. So as I began to you know go throughout my my reign, I was able to form a, a blueprint, if you would, um, of 
of speaking engagements and opportunities, and I really wanted to make it special during that reign so that the next queen would have um, a trailblaze for her to do some, some philanthropy work in the community. So anyway, a few years passed, and I am in a store working holiday hours. I'm, I've been moved to Florida and everything, and I've graduated, and, and in walks Nancy Alcorn, right, the lady that I saw from the magazine. And so I connected with her because she has a heart for women, so that was the connection there, you know. And she has a heart for hurting young ladies that are going through uh, transitions and dilemmas in life. So we connect, and basically, along, make a long story short, after the Oprah experience, I knew I had to contact Nancy Alcorn to somehow get in touch with her and let her know that I wanted to come out and speak at Mercy Ministries. I was willing and, and excited about that opportunity. And so it was very difficult to get in touch with her because it had been, you know, several years since I'd seen her. But I continued to and, and was persistent. And I just want to tell you that um, – the Lord really blessed because she provided an opportunity for me to go out there, and my mother accompanied me. So so the only major preparation was just being obedient and watching God open doors. But the message that's on the CD is actually the message um, at Mercy Ministries. So it's really, really interesting because that was very special because it almost happened like so many times. Like there was a time that I had left out that Nancy had invited me to come out to Mercy Ministries, and I had accepted the ticket and everything. But honestly, guys, I got scared. I got afraid that it's like when your dreams start to come true, like you can't get a, you can't get afraid, you know, like you can't. You mess right. up the flow. And I got afraid, and I called her the next day. I was supposed to board the plane the next day, and I called her and said, I can't come. I'm so sorry. I hope that this doesn't burn a bridge, but I cannot come. And 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 she was okay with it. She said, no problem, no problem, Lee, no problem. And so, like I said, after the Oprah experience, she was on my mind and my heart, and, and Mercy Ministries was on my mind and my heart. So it just goes to show you, you know, what's for you is for you, and the timing is right and the season was right. And so the, the message on that CD is very, very special because it's, it's just – Finally, you know, getting there, but it's all in God's timing, you know. And like you said, you know, the young ladies responded so well, and they're they're so transparent and honest, and it's a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful dialogue. And and the Lord gave me that that message specifically for for women, but many men, even you guys, <laughs> have um, benefited, you know, and have been excited about it and been blessed by it. So you know, yeah. God gets all the glory. Yeah, awesome. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have with us life empowerment coach Lee Felicia Williams. You know, Lee, I was thinking about, I was reading some of the things that you do, and one of the things that stuck with me was about uh, you teach people about ways to grow in sharing their gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to share your gifts and talents with others? You know, I, I just... From even a young age, I, I always have been drawn to wise souls, you know, wise people and, um, you know, um, my grandmothers and just, just people that have weathered 
and have been through the storms of life, you know. So um, I, I really attribute that to being able to connect with people of um, of all walks of life, and I just enjoy encouraging, and that was revealed to me. That was one of my spiritual gifts to encourage people. I really just want people to get all that they were put on this earth out of their system and out of their life, you know, when, so when it's their time, they have they have served their their life's purpose. So, I mean, it's, it's very natural for me to to want to, you know, help people and empower people that don't quite know why they're here or, you know, even if it's just something as basic as just listening to them as they sort out their decisions and what they're trying to do with their lives and where they want to go, you know. And, and I always say, you know, with my coaching, I have a very interesting <laughs> group of people that I coach and variety of ages and lifestyles. And if a person is open, I'm open, you know, to working with them. So um, it's it's very fulfilling, you know, to live your dream and to, to help people. It really is. I heard you say that you were afraid when God started giving you the desires of your heart when he started blessing you with your dreams. I think I think that happens a lot. And when when God starts blessing us, we feel that, you know what, I'm not deserving of this. And I think what happens is when you're at that doorstep like that, I think the enemy will creep in and tell you that you cannot do mm-hmm. what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people really turn away from their dreams and give up. And when they're right, they're at it, mm-hmm. and they just give up and walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And you, almost, and you almost did that. You know, I did. I Seriously. I mean, I did not know. I listened to people. I, I, I First off, you know, it's so important to hear the voice of God. And when we are distracted and when we, you don't even have to be living a horrible, sinful life to be away from the, the voice of God, you know? You could really be doing your quiet times and going to church and, and doing the motions so much that you don't, you haven't heard from him clearly, you know? Um, and so I listened, I, I consulted with people that their lives did not display much fruit. <laughs> they didn't, you know, they were not people I should have been asking their opinions. Of course they were going to give me wacky advice, you know. Um, now I look back on it, but but um, but they said, no, no, that's crazy. Don't, you don't even know her. You met her in the store and, you know, whatever. And um, so I seriously, it was very clear to me, though, after the experience with, with talking with Oprah and just seeing the Lord bring that desire of my heart right to my phone, (laughs) you know, being featured on her radio show. It was amazing. And so I realized, wow, and and seriously, uh, deposited all my heart was Mercy Ministries. And I did not stop until I talked to Nancy Alcorn, and she has been just instrumental in so many awesome blessings since then. And it, it, it was really like a rite of passage for me to go to that, home and to see the work that they are doing in these young women's lives. Um, And it was amazing, amazing just to to experience God like that. What did it it feel like after you gave your speech and everybody was applauding you? What was that like? You know, it was just, it was almost overwhelming because 
in in a good way though. It was in a good way because I had an opportunity to to see the graduation. They have a graduation program for the young ladies that come through the the home ever so often. And so the, the season that we went out there, they had a graduation the day before I spoke. So I am just humbled and in awe of these amazing survivors and these young ladies that have survived molestation and torment and and just amazing, terrifying things they've been through. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm in awe of that. And um, to have to bring a message the next day, I'm really feeling like, okay, Lord, I am so, like, not the one to be able to bring this message. Like, I can't believe you got me here. And, you know, and um, it just it just brings you to that place of, of more depth where you have to depend on the Lord because as I grow and see God answer more prayers, I feel even more and more and more and more and more inadequate, you know. But I know God has brought it to me, so he will bring through it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just get to know his personality and his creativity. You know, and the Lord is just so awesome. It's just so awesome. And I, I just, I, seriously, I love, I love the Lord. Yes, yes. You know, I was going to ask you more about um, some of the things you talk about when you, like, when you're out there educating others. You know, I see where you talk about embracing purity and chastity. Yes. And you know, I, I actually go out and I talk about abstinence with youth, and you know, talk about the importance of making healthy choices. Yes. You know, do you find that there are a lot of children who struggle with they're, you know, embracing purity and chastity. Because I know me myself, I find that a lot of them will listen to you, mm-hmm. but they won't right out tell you. I mean, you can if you if you sit down and you talk with them more, like on a one-on-one basis, mm-hmm. you'll find out that a lot of them have already, you know, given up their purity right. and chastity. Right. And you know, I've even had some children say, "Well, how can I get it back? You know, once you do it, you've done it." So you might as well keep on doing it. Mm. So you know, what do you find when when you have uh, when you run into that situation? Do you you know do the kids you know have an idea or? You know, I think I think it's the way you present it to them. And you know, I am a virgin. I'm waiting for marriage, and so I love to tell them that so they know. Okay, this this chick is serious. Like she's not just playing around. You know, but I I like to show them as well that. There are so many other ways that you can fall into impurity, you know, in your thoughts, the way you talk, the things that you do with your time. You know, I I like to show them that so they can know, okay, there are so many other ways. Like, you know, a person can be a virgin and, and be totally just like, you know, dirty and filthy because of the things that they think or they say or they watch or whatever. So um, I I really, you know, like to just make it real to them and make it very easy for them to understand, you know. And there's always that opportunity to be clean again and pure, you know, and and I always tell them that you can stop. You know, I am not, you know, nobody's going to die because they haven't had sex. You know what I mean? As far as I know, you know, that doesn't kill anybody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I let them know that, you know, you can have a very fulfilling life and a very healthy life, stress-free life, when you're not involved in those acts that may cause you to be an unwed mother or father. 
you know, at a young age. And I, I talk to them about, you know, the, the STDs and, and all the stuff that's out there so that they can also know, you know, that it's very healthy for their bodies as well, you know. And, I mean, most of the times, a lot of the times when I speak to my young ladies, you know, it's so unfortunate because molestation or um, some type of um, person or something has happened that someone's violated them at a young age. So they're already feeling like they can't even participate in that conversation because they they feel like I didn't even have a choice and it was taken from me or this happened or whatever. So, you know, I just really, really ask the Lord to always give me the words to say at that time, you know, and to let them know that they are not used up, that they are not dirty, that they are not bad, you know, or condemned or horrible or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, just just help them to know that they are loved and that and that is by the most amazing person in the world, you know, the Lord. You know what I'm saying? That that will do no harm to them and that will collect all of their tears in a jar, you know, and that loves them according to Psalms that collect their tears. So then they know, Wow, okay you know, and then that that transition takes place and they realize, okay, Okay, you know I can be, I can I can be a you know a, um, a new version. I can wait now. I can you know I can take back that responsibility of you know what was taken from me or whatnot, and um and that's always amazing you know. So yeah. I, I just try to make it real to them so that they know um, that they are not because of their circumstances or whatever has happened to them. You know that they are not used up. Yeah. You know, and and it's funny you went there with that part because I had a situation in a class where one of the girls that had come and wanted to join the class was six months pregnant, mm-hmm. and she was thirteen years old. And you know, and I just happened to be going through the through the part where you know we were talking about you know if you've done this before, you know, you don't have to do it anymore. And she said, mm-hmm. "Well, not only have I had sex." but I'm pregnant, so what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was teaching on the part where, you know, we were, we were explaining to the children about why they shouldn't get pregnant. And, you know, we were talking about how, you know, a typical day in the life of a of a child that's a single parent, you know, if you're a teenager and you're a single parent, you know, this is what you have to go through and do that. And as we were going through it, I kept watching her face mm-hmm. because she was getting nervous. You know, she was getting afraid. And finally I had to stop. And I said, but don't you worry because God's got your back. Now, at that point, I had to stop and think, okay, I can't talk about God in the program because it's a secular program. And so I told her, after class, see me because I saw that she was struggling. Do you find that where you see children struggling, do you tend to stop and just, you know, and, and just minister to that particular person? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I have to be mindful of the place that I'm in. You know, like you like you did, I think that that was wise, you know, to be mindful of your environment or whatnot. But, oh, yes, oh, yes. I mean, there were, there were when I first began to do the Talks, I was talking to two young ladies that were products of the foster care system, and they immediately shut down when we started talking about purity. 
Mm-hmm. I could just see it in their eyes, like a, just a wall just went down, and they were like, mm, you know. And um, I, I talked to them afterwards and just said, you know, what's going on? You know, what's really good, you know. And just, just began to talk to them um, very regular. And they were just like, well, you know, Miss Lee, what happens is, you know, you already, you know, been touched or this or that. And, you know, it, it's heartbreaking, but it, it that was their reality. And so it helped me to realize, you know, that I need to visit this. I need to talk with them, be prayed together, and I, I tried to give them some verses that would encourage them. And, you know, it, it's very real, though. You know, I would... We can't just leave people out there, especially if you you know they're hurting. You know what I'm saying? And so um, definitely, definitely, I do my best to, you know, ask the Lord to to lead me and guide me with words that I say to young people. Because you you never know what that, that speaking that life to them, you know, could change the whole course of the way they decide for themselves. You know, Lee, how can someone get in touch with you? For speaking engagements, to buy your CD, to just have you bless them, or just to, to be their coach, their life coach. How can they? How can they get in contact with you? Definitely, definitely. They can they can visit me online at www.leefelicia.com. That's L-E-E-F-E-L-I-C-I-A dot com. And they can email me at speaker s e e a k e r at leefelicia dot com. And they can also call me, and that number is 850-544-2289. And I'd be glad to work with them. And I'm just so honored for this opportunity. I, I really have just been blessed, and I'm so excited. Thank you all so much for having me. Tonight. Thank you for coming on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yes, yes, yes. You know, for listeners out there and those who will listen to the podcast and, you know, those who are listening you know, whenever you decide to listen, if you would allow God to order your steps, you would have a much better chance in this walk of life. You know, allow your testimony to bless others so they may have a guide on how to do or not to do things. You know, so many people out there are not allowing the Lord to order their steps. But they have the opportunity right now to just step up and take that walk with Christ. For those that are listening, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. And I think that we accomplished that goal tonight. We'd like to thank you all for listening. And God bless you, and we will see you on Wednesday. We will have another mighty person of God come to bless you and to bless us as well. We thank you, and good evening.